Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Within the Ropes. I am your host, the host, the host, Brian Tronic, and this is the Monday Night Raw review. And um, it was the season premiere tonight, and um, the show wasn't as bad as SmackDown, given the, I guess, because, I don't know, maybe the third hour, uh, they had a lot more good than bad. Um, and the amount of time that they had, but it still wasn't perfect. And in my opinion, when you have a season premiere, when you have a clean slate, when you have a fresh start, when you have a, a brand new stacked roster, um, it should be, it should be up to the point where the effort is flawless, right? Like it just, it should be flawless. Like there should be. Little to no effort when it comes to putting these shows together, especially the season premiere. Um, you know, putting on matches that we haven't seen before, fresh faces, and so on and so forth. I'm going to get into it all here in just a bit. But first, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys are following the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but let's not waste no time. Let's let's start it off. Let's talk about it. They opened up the show with the WWE champion, Big E. Welcoming everyone to the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Big E congratulates Xavier Woods, uh, now known as King Woods, on his King of the Ring victory and get, gave Drew McIntyre his props for the fight that he gave at Crown Jewel. And then, of course, the, the Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Rollins himself, Seth Rollins, um, interrupts and he says that everyone knows why he's here. And then uh, Big E says that Rollins lost to Edge, which he did. And then Rollins says that he wants the title around Big E's waist now. And Big E reminds him and says, Hey, but you lost to Edge, right? He says, You need to step to the back of the line. Seth Rollins says that you, the Universal Champion, is scared to face him. Um, and he's basically questioning is, is Big E. And then we get Rey Mysterio coming down saying he wants a shot. And then Finn Balor comes out and says he wants a shot. And then Kevin Owens comes out and says that he wants a shot. Right? So everyone besides Rollins, who's lost to the Universal Champion Roman Reigns and or lost to Edge, in that case, that would be Seth Rollins. Um, everybody's a loser heading into this opening segment here challenging Big E saying that they deserve a WWE championship match. Now I'm not like going nuts over it and I'm not like I'm not I'm not one to be like no why they all lost or anything like that but I have to point it out because you got to make it make sense, right? Um now Edge coming out saying that he wants a piece of Big E would make a lot more sense. Um you know, I think really at this point, Edge, <laughs> Edge coming out, um, you know, claiming he wants a shot makes sense. But I get it. You know, you want everybody to kind of, you know, whatever happened to that report, you know, I'll get into it. I'll get into it once we get towards the end of this review. I'll get into it. And we'll talk about it. Um, but of course, it all ends in chaos when Rollins attacks Kevin Owens. A brawl breaks out. Sonya Deville walks out. 
And she books a fatal four-way match. The winner gets a shot at Big E. And she said, let's up the ante. Since it's the season premiere, we're going to raise the stakes. She says it's going to be a fatal four-way ladder match. So that's exciting. I was hyped. I was pumped about it. Cool. Um, let's move on, though. We get a number one contenders match. Street Profits, Dirty Dogs, Alpha Academy. I was completely okay with this matchup. It's not a championship contenders match. It's an actual number one contenders match, not involving the tag team champions. But what bothered and concerned me was that the winners of this match would get an opportunity at the tag team champions in the same night, tonight. And that was just weird to me. I'm like, why? That's not necessary. It doesn't need to happen. Um, the Dirty Dogs will go on to uh, win this match after uh, Rude and Ziggler hit their finisher on Dawkins for the win. So Dirty Dogs and uh, RK Bro would be going on uh, later on in the night for the Raw Tag Team titles. We get the Queen's Crown Coronation. And, uh, Queen Zelina walks to the ring and she gets on the mic and, you know, she yells at Mike Rome for announcing her uh, the way that he did. And Mike Rome fixed it and he gave her pretty much a, a much better and well, well-deserved introduction. Queen Zelina crowns herself, and then uh, she puts on this British accent, this this English accent, um, sort of like Booker T, and it was hilarious. Um, I don't know how far that's going to go. I don't know how often she's going to be doing that. But she says that she's been underappreciated for far too long. The women in the back could never hold a candle to her. Uh, some of the raw women's locker room uh, was seen waiting uh, by the monitor, pretty much watching the entire segment. Uh, Dewdrop was one of them. She kind of just starts walking away at that point. It's like, all right, Dewdrop's obviously going to make her way to the ring. And that's exactly what happened. We got Zelina, Queen Zelina, going up against Dewdrop. And look, this is, this, is, this is the first rematch of the night. And while some people may have freaked out, I was okay because I'm like, ah, eh, you know, Dewdrop actually has a reason to want to, you know, face Zelina again, I guess. But we get this match. Uh, Queen Zelina would pick up the victory again after um, taking off the turnbuckle pad, which obviously got the referee's attention. The referee was distracted while trying to put the turnbuckle pad back on. Zelina went and grabbed the scepter and she clocked Dewdrop over the head. Pender, one, two, three. Zelina Vega picks up the win. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I like it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy Queen Zelina is getting dubs by any means necessary. Um, we move on to an in-ring segment involving the new Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She comes out and she says it feels good to have her title back title she never lost and um she doesn't want to face bianca belair again said there's so many other people we can we can watch her beat up on raw and then bianca belair of course interrupts and then belair comes out and she says that becky didn't pin her crown jewel and um she says that she can't duck her anymore just um bianca belair says that um she beat the former women's champion last week so that means she's first in line for a title shot um, Bianca then says that she's real. She's the real face of WWE. And Becky Lynch says the only reason Belair has accomplished anything is because she wasn't around. I'm sure that got some 
Bianca Belair fans pissy, real mad and pissy. Um, Bianca then goes on and says, uh, Becky Lynch can't get over the fact that when she returned, people didn't chant for her. And, and then that she's nothing without the title. And um, she wants a t- her title shot tonight. And then Becky Lynch tells Bianca to get off or, or, or get to the back of the line, bitch. Something, something, something along those lines. Said it much cooler than I did. Um, then Bianca Belair uh, and Becky Lynch, of course, those are fighting words. They start to have a brawl. Um, Belair tosses Becky Lynch over the announce desk. Um, Becky then grabs a kendo stick. Belair takes it away from her. Bianca then lands a few shots with the kendo stick. Becky Lynch manages to hit a Russian leg, Russian leg sweep while holding the kendo stick. And then Becky Lynch runs away. Um, and Lynch says uh, Bianca can have her match, just not tonight. So they later on would announce that next week we're going to get Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair, which should be interesting. Cool. Maybe they'll make it a no DQ or extreme rules match or something. I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people are already expecting this match to end in a DQ or something along those lines. I hope not, but we'll see. It's DQs. They're ruining Bianca, in my opinion. And also tonight's promo, if you haven't, which I'm pretty sure you have, but if you haven't watched Raw and didn't see Bianca's promo, um, it was probably her best to date. Um, I've been critical of Bianca Belair's promo skills uh, in the past, uh, almost pretty much throughout her whole championship reign. I did not like her promos, but tonight was one of her best, if not the best. So congratulations to Bianca Belair. Um, And I think that her and Becky Lynch are going to have a good match. Hopefully they're going to have a good match. Hopefully the outcome is the right one. Um, Let's move on. We got a championship contenders match. Damian Priest, who is the United States champion, who also got new uh, entrance music and graphics. So that's cool. No more flames. No more, you know, I guess, you know, dark shit. I don't know. Um, He went up against T-Bar. And they had a really good match until T-Bar decided he wanted to toss a chair at Damian Priest, which caused disqualification. And after that, Damian Priest just went berserk. Uh, throwing and tossing T-Bar, T-Bar all over the outside, hitting the announce table, hitting the steel steps, the side of the apron, the ring post, everything. Um, Damian Priest just went crazy. So looks like Priest and T-Bar may not be over, um, but only time will tell. Maybe we'll see that match 10 more times before the end of the year. Um, speaking of rematches, we got Carmella, who is new uh, on, on the Raw brand. Going up against Liv Morgan, who's also new on the Raw brand. Wait a minute. We've seen this feud on SmackDown, and we've been seeing it for I don't know how long. And it seems like we're going to continue to see it again. And Carmella's really going far with this mask gimmick. Um, said it was like diamond with or carbon fiber with diamonds and all type of stuff. But she has the mask on. and um, Liv Morgan slammed her face into the announce desk after a series of reversals, but Carmella managed to hit her finisher for the win, which I don't know why Carmella needed to win this match. Carmella also got new entrance music 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with with Liv and why they don't push her like people want her to be pushed. Just win simple matches. You don't have to give her the title right now. That's okay. But it's annoying already the fact that we're getting this rematch again on a season premiere of a show with new rosters. You could have had her go up against anyone else. You know, I was expecting Mia Yim, maybe. Maybe Mia Yim versus Liv Morgan or even Mia Yim versus Carmella because I feel like Mia Yim and Liv Morgan could use the win. So obviously you don't want to book them two to fight each other at this moment. But maybe have Mia Yim come in and defeat Carmella. Would have been nice to see, but we didn't get that. Um, We did get Keith Bearcat Lee in action against Cedric Alexander. Keith Bearcat Lee would pick up the victory after the big bang uh, catastrophe uh, for the win. And he's just dominant. And, you know, Keith Lee's always pretty much been dominant. But as of late, throughout this new revamp and, you know, this new thing he has about him, he's been throwing people all around the ring, just using his size uh, to his advantage. And I like this about Keith Bearcat Lee. His report came out. I believe I saw it on Fightful. I'm not too sure exactly what the article said, but I know that it said that he said Vince McMahon or he enjoy, he loves that Vince McMahon, you know, like I guess what he controls or what his his input on the Bearcat gimmick or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But um, I want to see Keith Lee in an important role after the match. Uh, Shelton Benjamin tried to sneak up on Keith Lee, but then Keith Lee turns around and then Shelton Benjamin backs off, but kind of looking at him like, I don't know, almost like, a, all right, no problem. I got you. But at the same time, looking at him like, hmm, all right, I respect, I respect. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Everyone keeps throwing up the graphic. I keep seeing people making it. Keith Lee is a part of the Hurt Business. I, I, but then some... um some would, would, would say, is there even a Hurt Business? Because they haven't really said anything about it ever since, you know, Shelton and Cedric got back together to help um, Bobby Lashley. But I don't know. Do they need an explanation? I don't know. Do, they, do we need to know an explanation? I look at it as just, you know, they're brothers. They fought. They're back together. They're back to their senses. They're on the same page. It is what it is. I don't know. Um, Bobby Lashley also was not on Raw tonight, but he did. Um, he did tweet out. What did he tweet out? Let me pull it up. Let me pull up the tweet. Um, not Bibby Lashley, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley would go on to tweet. When I return to WWE Raw, there will be no one more focused, no one more vicious. No one who can touch the almighty. This is still my show. So there you go. Can't wait to see um, Bobby Lashley back on Raw and hope it happens ASAP. Um, We get a segment backstage with Dominic. They showed from earlier in the day where he was talking to his dad, Rey Mysterio, in regards to the Fatal 4-Way ladder match uh, with a championship uh opportunity at, at uh, up for grabs or at stake and then um he was interrupted by Austin Theory and he challenged Dominic to a match um on Raw tonight so really weird i seen this on twitter someone said that Dominic is 4 months older than Austin Theory which is very crazy to me um but we get Dominic Austin Theory 
I said this on Twitter. Austin Theory is having um, a really, really good run so far um, on Monday Night Raw. He's having he's having a spectacular effect on me. Um, I believe that it's working out tremendously. The way that he's getting into character, I think the the selfie cell phone thing is 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 decent. It's not original but it's decent he's making it his own um he's being himself it's a complete shift complete switch from the stuff he was doing in um nxt but still has that element that like you just hate him right like he's just a prick right but at the same time he's getting it done in the ring and that's exactly what he did tonight after he landed uh his finisher and he put Dominic away. And I know people felt bad for Dominic because his dad is literally in a number one contenders match for the WWE title and kind of just left Dominic by himself. But, I mean, shouldn't it be that way? Obviously, it ain't working out as a tag team. It didn't work out as a tag team anymore. And Dominic kind of wants to go on his own and do his own thing anyways. So I feel like this is for the better. But he came up short tonight against the young prospect. Or the young blue chipper. I don't know what they call him. Austin Theory. So congrats to Austin Theory. After the match, of course, he took a selfie with Dominic. He's collecting them. Don't make any jokes about Austin Theory and collecting selfies and pictures. Let's move on. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship match. RK Bro defending against the Dirty Dogs who had won the triple threat um, number one contenders match. Dirty Dogs, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And it was a good match, although I didn't think that it needed to happen tonight. Um, it was a good match, but it, I mean, come on. You really want me to believe that there was even a chance that RK Bro were going to lose the Raw Tag Team Championships tonight? You know, RK Bro was working out, I think, better than what people had anticipated originally. People thought that this was going to be a quick one-off. You know, Randy Orton was going to turn his back on 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 a Riddle. But that is not the case. And they've been doing well. I don't know what the merch looked like, but they've worked together well. They've been doing well. And um, I'm curious to see how this is going to pan out, if there's going to be any turns from either one of them. Or if this is just going to be like a natural split once they win the, or once they lose the tag titles or if they'll keep the tag titles or or if when they lose the tag titles, if they'll stay together as a team going forward, who knows? But um, they've been having an un, a underrated run, in my opinion, and I, th I really wish they would get some fresh new tag teams to go up against, like get the Hurt Business in there. On a permanent basis, I'd like to see that. Um, and honestly, I think that's it because I think we saw all the tag teams tonight. I, we literally, I think, saw every single Raw tag team that there is at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. They got to figure something out. Make something up. Um, but RK Bro picked up the victory. Um, there was an RKO to Rude, and then Ziggler hit um, the a super kick on, on Orton and then Riddle and Ziggler traded a bunch of traps and roll up pins. And then finally Riddle, um, 
was able to steal a victory, I guess you could say, with the roll-up win. And so it was cool. Um, and then next after that was the number one contenders ladder match between Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Rey Mysterio. And this was a good ladder match. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. For me at this point, I'm not too sure um, what more you could do or get out of a ladder match in WWE at this point. I mean, neither one of the guys are going super all out. You had your typical tip the ladder over, guys fall on the top rope um, and things like that. But you're not getting, you know, ladder matches of the same caliber that we used to get. You know, hell, even I'll go back and even say five years ago. You know, I'm talking falling off the ladder on the tables. Now, it seems like the falling off a ladder onto another ladder wedged between the apron and the announce table, that's become over. It's overdone now. I'm tired of seeing that spot. Uh, Kevin Owens was obviously a victim to that spot. Um, Balor gave a backdrop to Kevin Owens on a ladder. We've seen that plenty of times. So I'm I'm just tired of seeing the same stuff over and over. It wasn't the best ladder match. It wasn't the worst ladder match, but it wasn't the best either. Um, Seth Rollins would go on to win the ladder match after hitting the stomp on um, Finn Balor. I believe it was Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, he yanked Finn Balor off the ladder, gave him a stomp to the head. He climbed up the ladder, pulled down the contract, and um, he is your new number one contender for Big E's WWE title. After the match, Big E met Seth Rollins on the ramp. Seth Rollins uh, tried to shake Big E's hand, but Big E starts laughing, and then Seth Rollins starts laughing, and then he walks away. And that is how they end off Monday Night Raw. Of course, after a backstage or an interview in Gorilla um, with Sarah Schreiber. So, listen, it wasn't that Raw tonight wasn't that bad, but they can't get in a trend or get in a, a, a you know, they can't do the, they're not going to be able to survive the, over and over rematch over and over and over and over and over. They're not going to be able to survive that going into, I think the rest of this year going into WrestleMania and even for the sake of WrestleMania, for the sake of the rest of this year um, and going into the next calendar year, what they do between now and then is extremely important in my opinion. Um, As a fan, I'm looking at it like, okay, they have the opportunity to really highlight some of these newer, newer, you know, guys and girls who we may not see on a regular basis or put people in position. It can't be this predictable, right? Like people are like talking about who they think is going to be the Royal Rumble winner for the men and the women, you know, kind of like how it was with the King of the Ring. But I don't necessarily want it like that. Like I'm tired of it being that predictable. I want to see something be different. Like when I watch Raw on Monday, I expect to see fresh mat fresh matches. And if you're gonna do a rematch, have it mean something. And don't just have five matches where, you know, one person gets four wins and the other gets one. Like that's that's crazy to me. And if you do do that, then move on. After that, move on. It doesn't have to be, you know, for example, what they did with Seth Rollins and Edge, to me, in my opinion, is is perfect. That's a perfect way to dual rivalry it's and look they've broken off Seth Rollins is number one contender now even though he lost to Edge that's questionable the fact that he lost and he still weaseled his way into a number one contenders match and won I mean that's that's kind of iffy 
I don't think too many people are going to like that. But it's better than them running it back. It's better than him opening up the show and Edge is chasing after him and then we get a fourth match between them. No, this is good. Leave it alone. Um, on Raw Talk tonight, Damian Priest uh, talked about all the new people coming to the roster and um, he mentioned Edge's name. So I'd like to see that. Damian Priest and Edge, U.S. Championship match. That would be dope as hell. Um, so yeah, I... I I don't want it wasn't like I said, it wasn't as bad as Smackdown and maybe because they had an extra hour to kind of make up for things. But but it wasn't like it was a lot of matches on the show tonight. There was a lot of floating around and kind of just waiting around to see, you know, what we're going to do. They showed a bunch of, you know, uh, replays from Crown Jewels still. So I don't know, man, they could have left the Carmella and Liv Morgan match out. I would have I would. I think people would have been mad not seeing Liv Morgan on the card or on the show, but you could have definitely left that match off if you were just going to have Carmella beat her again. Like, just doesn't make sense. Um, I think the most interesting thing on tonight's show was Becky and Bianca's promo. I think they're really working themselves into being the new one-two punch for the company in terms of the women. Um, I think they're finding it. I, I think I think they have found it. Um, at first it was Sasha and Bailey, you know. Um, it looked like it was gonna be Sasha and Bianca, but now um, it looks like it's gonna be Bianca and Becky on Raw, and I'm okay with that as long as you know uh, Sasha. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Bianca gets her fair um shot, and and she gets hers just as much as. Um, Becky Lynch gets hers. So, but only time will tell. We, we won't know um, what's going on or what the plans is going forward. All we know is they have a Raw Women's Championship match next week. Hopefully that comes out, you know, as best as it can. I don't know. It's hard to be like, oh man, I really hope. It's hard to feel like that. It's hard to be like that nowadays because just when you thought Bianca was going to win the Raw Women's Championship last Monday, what happened? shenanigans, disqualifications, you know, and then that's it. Nothing else. That's it. You know, and now Charlotte's off to SmackDown and, and, um, me and Philip touched on, um, that whole situation between Becky and, um, or Charlotte and what happened on SmackDown with the title swap on, uh, episode seven of within the rope. So if you haven't checked that out, um, go ahead and check that out. We reviewed dynamite from Saturday and we reviewed, uh, Impact Wrestling is bound for glory. So check that out if you haven't. It's episode seven, me and Philip. It's like it's like an hour and a half, all, almost maybe an hour and 40 minutes or something. But really, really good review. Really, really good talk. Really, really uh, fun talk. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, and also, this week, I'm going to be getting back into, you know, reviewing all the shows. So I'll be back tomorrow for NXT Halloween Havoc. Should be fun. Um, and then Dynamite's going to be back on Wednesday, so that'll be cool. And then Thursday, I am going to use that day to talk about everything that happens on Thursday, Impact Wrestling, NXT UK, and um, whatever else news is floating around out there. So I'll pro- I'll, that'll probably be episode eight where I just, you know, do that. Um, and then Friday, of course, SmackDown, um, I believe, is back on FS1. And then AEW Rampage. So, again, another week full of wrestling. Um, 
news. There's been a lot of news floating around, but um, yeah, not enough to really sit here and talk about and bore you guys right now. I think I'm pretty much over it. Um, but like I said, oh, WrestleMania 38 tickets go on sale November 12th, so that's fun. They also announced a 2022 pay-per-view schedule starting with day one, January 1st. And I believe this is the first time in WWE history that they've actually announced a pay-per-view schedule ahead of time for the next year. Uh, But day one in Atlanta, uh, Saturday, January 1st, um, and then Royal Rumble at the Dome um, in St. Louis, Missouri, Saturday, January 29th, WrestleMania um, two nights, April 2nd, Saturday, April, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Um, an unnamed pay-per-view at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, May 8th. That's a Sunday. Um, another unannounced pay-per-view at the All-State Arena in Chicago, June 5th. That's a Sunday. And then Money in the Bank, Saturday, July 2nd, at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That should be fun. Um, and then for the first time ever, I believe, SummerSlam is not in August. They're going to be at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Saturday, July 30th. Yeah, I know. It's like two days, right? Two days removed from August, but or maybe a day. I don't know. Um, but that's interesting. September 3rd. Um, or uh, Saturday, September 3rd, or Sunday, September 4th. They have a pay-per-view that is unnamed and a TBD location. People are thinking or speculating. I've seen reports that that might be the UK show, um, but I don't know. And then Saturday, November 26th, uh, and again, I will say this is 2022 Survivor Series at the, at the TD Garden in Boston. Again, Saturday, November 26th, that's cool. So the majority of their pay-per-views outside of what, two? Two and, two and a half, maybe, three, because of the two-night WrestleMania. They're all Saturday pay-per-views. So that's new. That's fresh. That's different. That's cool. And it looks like there's only nine pay-per-views here. They got um, two in January, um, one in April, one in May, one in June, one in, or two in July, one in September, one in November. Um, so I don't know if those empty months are going to be Saudi show. Obviously, they're going to have to fit in one or two, two Saudi shows uh, there. But that's cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's, that's all pretty much was the big news today. Everyone was making fake news about Charlotte, protect Charlotte. Okay. Protect the queen at all costs. Charlotte Flair is going to be fine. Um, obviously look, Becky Lynch is fine. There's a lot of rumors going on out there. Stop it. Stop doing that. Um, stop trying to tear the queen down. Okay. She still is the best women's wrestler, arguably, arguably the best wrestler in the world. I'm just going to say that right now. The Queen City. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Make sure you guys follow the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Um, WithinTheRopesPodcast.com. Tomorrow night, I'll be back. NXT, Halloween Havoc should be a good one. Let me go ahead and read the card. Let me, let me do that. Let me go ahead and read the card for Halloween Havoc tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc should be fun. NXT 2.0 Halloween Havoc. Let's see. They got the debut of Solo Sequoia. Solo Sequoia. I said Sequoia. 
So that should be fun. The brother, the younger brother of the Usos. We got NXT tag team titles on the line. Spin the wheel, make the deal. MSK defending against Imperium. Uh, NXT women's tag team championship. Triple threat, scare way to hell ladder match. Eel Shirai and Zoe Stark, the champs, defending against Indy Hartwell and Persia Perua um, versus Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. That should be good. NXT Women's Championship, spin the wheel, make the deal match. Raquel Gonzalez, the champ, defending against Mandy Rose. And then uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker, NXT Championship match. Should be a fun night for NXT. Hopefully uh, a step in the right direction. I believe Carmelo Hayes, the new NXT North American champion, is also going to be on the show, along with Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis and um, Trick Williams. And, yeah, and then the mysterious superstar is supposed to be showing up, which I think it's either um, Ember Moon or um, what's her name? Uh, Dakota Kai returning. Um, But we'll see. LA Knight is hosting the show. I believe we'll get a cameo from Chucky. So that should be fun. Anyways, I'm getting out of here. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and um, stay off Twitter. Don't argue. (laughs) And um, wrestling fans have a good night.